Hello and welcome to the Authority of Love. I'm Greg Williams, your host, and I'm excited today on Family Foundation Friday to welcome not only my good friend and executive director of the Family Foundation, David Walls, but a very special guest and a very special purpose uh, on today's show. Uh, and I'm going to let David introduce him, but we do have Randy Adams with you. David's going to tell us a little more of that. So, David, why don't you introduce Randy to our listeners? Yeah, Greg, uh, I'm I'm excited to have Randy with us. So, if folks were, uh, were with us at our um, family forum a couple a uh, couple weeks ago, uh, we actually had the opportunity to recognize Randy for uh, the tremendous work that he has been doing as just uh, someone who. Um, loves the Lord and has uh, walked through some experiences uh, and used his experience to help advocate for some important God-honoring policies. And uh, we're just thankful for the opportunity to bring Randy on and let him tell some of the story that he shared with our audience a couple weeks ago. Uh, But folks, um, Randy was a former uh, Kentucky teacher and administrator who um, had to walk through some uh, some trying times when the KDE put out its guidance. Greg, you and I have talked about this yes. in the last school year that uh, sought to compel teachers and administrators to have to use compelled pronouns to violate their conscience. And Randy took a strong stand against that in his community. Uh, and the Lord has really used him through that time to, um, to be a strong advocate and a voice on some important issues. And so uh, I don't want to tell Randy's full story, so I want to bring Randy into the conversation, but uh, Randy, thanks for being with us. Randy, uh, you were with us, uh, uh, shared your story a couple times at the Capitol earlier this year, but just tell us a little bit about your background, about what happened uh, during that that time that I was referencing, and and, uh, and then we'll talk about some other issues. Thank you all for having me on. That was a great event a couple weeks ago, by the way, but you know, ultimately, we all believe that schools serve a purpose to teach kids to read, write, and do math. As a, an educator for over 10 years, our job is to come in and instill those skills. And so about September of last year, we just finished out of this event about a year ago, um, I was impacted by the KDE guidelines. Our district, Anderson County, a rural school district, yeah. many Pretty people think... Pretty conservative, too. Absolutely. Yeah. There's prayer speaking, before yeah. board meetings, yeah. Greg. And yeah. so the last place people expect something like this to take place... They were too afraid to push back. And so when it came to my attention that our district was going to use student pronouns and keep it confidential from parents, I simply approached my superintendent and um, some other leadership members and asked them for clarity. I was sent those guidelines from KDE. I, truly seeking to be helpful, sent back a, uh, an analysis of that, showing them that the guidelines inhibited religious liberty it took away parental rights. It asked teachers to be liars. And, and most importantly, it put kids in danger. You know, if I'm going to participate in the social transition, that leads to the physical transition, right? We, we're going to be a, a school that is now going beyond the scope of our real work, which is teaching kids. Now we're responsible, regardless of our convictions, to perpetuate this and, and to pretend that someone can change their gender, which I just didn't believe in. And so that analysis was not met with appreciation. <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, no. it, it truly was my intention. Uh, but really it was, you know, this is, I can't believe you're saying this. This is not the intention. Just a couple hours later, the, the high school guidance counselor sent that guidance out to the whole high school. Nothing in that said it was just limited to high schoolers, Greg. There was nothing that our district clarified that was not for elementary or middle. But even for high school, it was extreme. Yeah. Yes. We're going to pretend that kids can change their gender. Um, I replied back to the staff email and just told staff I had concerns and I was 
had already been approaching central office about that. Um, I made sure my superintendent knew that I wasn't wrong, that that was sent out to staff. Sunday evening rolls around. I've preached that morning. We've got Bible study that night. I can't. Yeah, because you're also a pastor. I'm also right? a pastor, so yeah. Yes, right. Uh, I'm also a pastor. And, you know, there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. Pastors right, should be all. able to be teachers too, right? Absolutely. Um, need more of them. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. After Bible study, I'm just sitting there going, tomorrow we have school. And parents are putting their kids on buses. They're dropping them off in the drop-off line, and they're trusting us. In to... loco parentis. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. You stand in the place of the parent. Yeah. Right? And they're yes. trusting me with their most precious asset, their children. I couldn't go to work the next day knowing that parents were sending their kids into a lion's den. Mm. I called the superintendent one last time, and I pleaded, can we please either rescind the guidelines or can we notify parents? They deserve to know. And um, I was basically told that wasn't going to happen. So I made a Facebook post. I made my community aware. I'm I convinced I did the right thing, even now a year out from that. Um, the next day I was suspended from work. Um, while I was investigating, That I tells me you did the right thing. Right? <laughs> I, th I think it's confirmation <laughs> yeah. too, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't even allowed on school grounds for three weeks. Um, I wasn't sure what the outcome of that was going to be. You know, we did get legal counsel, all that law. You know, I was able to come back to work after three weeks. I was reprimanded um, for using my email to promote personal views, um, which was ridiculous. I, there was a, a letter detailing a lot of new complaints. I'd never heard about things, my interactions with parents. Um, two weeks later, my evaluations came out. The last evaluation was pretty good. This one tanked majorly, <laughs> and they, they had a lot of things on there that weren't true. Yeah. And, so uh, coincidence. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Just to be crystal clear. You just had a bad, no bad semester, right? Yeah, you yeah. had a bad semester, right? <laughs> well, it specifically listed things, you know, as a, as a person who is saved by Jesus Christ, I know that I'm to love my enemies, yeah. no matter who that is. Right. Uh, I'm supposed to love all people. So when I was accused of being rude to parents and all these things, I asked, where is the documentation of these complaints? Where is this? None of that stuff was ever provided. Sure. No. So I made the decision to resign in December, and my wife followed suit. We put our, our children are now in a, um, a Christian school, and I want to thank the Family Foundation because you all gave me an opportunity to have a new purpose. I supported public schools because I was part of that system. And leading up to that incident, I've got to, I started kind of feeling a tugging. You know, is this really what God wants for our children? And then when the incident with the pronouns happened, it really convinced me that God's got a different purpose for me. And we advocated for Senate Bill 150. Yeah. Makes me very proud to see <laughs> yes, on KDE's yes. website those guidelines right. can't be promoted. Yes. But sadly, we know schools are bucking against that, right? Yeah. Jefferson yeah. County. Even being out. told to by the current administration yeah. Yeah. In, their, in their offices, yes. Well, and to kind of bring things forward a, a little further, and this was one of the reasons why we were you know, excited to get to, to honor Randy. I mean, you taking a stand, Randy, taking a public stand, standing for what was true and right, doing it in a, in a way that honored the Lord, really did impact. Uh, it, it really put a face to mm -hmm. what uh, we were telling folks, that these yeah. that these policies were impacting our schools really did happen. It, it really, really did happen. happen. Yes. It encouraged uh, uh, encouraged a lot of legislators to, to take a look at this issue, and, and I'm confident played a played an important role in some of the protections that ended up uh, being included in, in SB 150. But I know Randy now, as, as we're um, 
you know, moving forward, and, and part of this we, we talked about uh, at the panel at our event as well, you know, that a lot of these issues are tying together now with the issue of educational freedom and school choice. Uh, you know, we're, um, there was a, a bill filed last session to, um, to propose a constitutional amendment uh, to give Kentucky voters the opportunity to say that they want to have an opportunity for the legislature to pass a school choice bill. Um, and I know now uh, you have become, uh, you know, a leading voice and advocate for why educational freedom is so important for here in Kentucky. And we just wanted to give you an opportunity to, to talk about that issue. That issue is yeah. being swirling about in the, yeah. you know, in the governor's race and, and other issues. And so just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about yeah. that. And, and before, let me interject something, Randy, because you said something earlier, and, and I think it fits right in here. Uh, two of my three degrees are in education. I was in the school system for a long time, public and private. Mm -hmm. And um, originally, school and education was about developing the character. That's what true education in the Latin and the Greek sense of it was, it was developing character. We have long since ditched that, which has gotten us here. Yes, we need to do reading, writing, and arithmetic, of course. But we need to develop character, and we've tossed that out. And school choice gives us an opportunity to resurrect that as well. I would agree and disagree with you. Okay. I think there are people today, they're fo focusing more on the social-emotional learning. Yes, yes. They do. Right. A lot of people in schools today believe they're teaching character. Yeah. But does the character align with my values? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's right. the thing. We're now... Well, and who uh, defines character is what you're yeah. really saying. Our right? society, yes. you know, yes. I was told, J Jason Glass, the commissioner, he, he's no longer in that role, thankfully, but he said, if you don't want to go along with it, this, get out. Right. I took that yeah. to heart. That means yeah. Christians aren't welcome as public servants right. in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Yeah. We, we've got to really address... That is a form of persecution. Yeah. Would they feel comfortable saying it if, to a, a Jewish person or a Muslim person? We've got to really get to, to, to think about that. But to, to look at this clearly, God's word, Proverbs 22, 6, says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. To really start asking myself, it, it, especially when, whenever you know, the, all the incident happened last year, can I trust my children in this environment? These are people yeah. who've admitted to me they would use a different gender with my child and not tell me. And my kids are good, but they're impressionable. Yeah, absolutely. They're young. Absolutely. Right? They, they go into school with all these different viewpoints. I have the responsibility to train them up yeah. through God's Word. I, yeah, I can't that's take that to lightly. parents first and foremost. That's the scripture you just quoted. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so really begs the question, what's the solution to all this? Over the last couple of years, how many Twitter or YouTube videos have you seen of parents going to school board meetings and giving impassioned speeches and there's no reply? It's like talking to a blank wall. We saw that in our community. The reality is this system is not working. Parents aren't being listened to. I am more convinced and dedicating my time and energy and effort. I believe that universal school choice, I, I like the term educational freedom. Yeah. I, I believe educational freedom is the solution. We have got to uh, empower parents and grandparents and guardians to decide whether the school is worthy to educate their child. And I believe that that competition is a good, healthy thing that parents can really see. I have tried to advocate at my board meetings for two years and gotten nowhere. But if I can take my, my child and our dollars elsewhere to a school that's willing to really meet the demand, we're going to see education in Kentucky change for the better. As we've seen across the nation. with yes. I mean, just Where so many states... Yeah. Uh, moving forward, and, and really Kentucky is well behind the curve. Yeah. Um, People so. don't know. Arkansas, Florida, Indiana, Iowa, 
Oklahoma, Utah. There's talks in Texas. The, the, the universal school choice movement is alive and strong. Yes, and Kentucky has an opportunity this year to join that fight. Because yeah. the longer we wait, we're going to see great results in other places. So one of the things you hear is, well, if we, if we allow parents to have that choice, it's going to hurt minorities. It's going to hurt yeah. kids with special needs. Yeah. Those are some of the kids we're seeing make the most gains yeah. yes. in places like yes. Florida. Yes. Yeah. Well, let, let me close with this because we're about running out of time. We'd love to have you back again, Randy, by the yeah. way. And I know David would echo that. But I, I think we you've started. We need to debunk this myth of taking taxpayer money as it actually gives real choice to yeah. parents. It's interesting they call it taxpayers' money until the parents want to use it for their own kids. Right. Then it's, oh, it's government money. We'll keep calling it taxpayer, but only when it's used to do what government wants, big government, and kill children do they call it choice. When parents want to have choice, they take it away. And that's what universal choice in education freedom actually allows people to do. And that's what we ought to be about. I also have to add one other thing. I'm still waiting for the Herald-Leader to run that front page uh, uh, article on uh, Bashir's extreme stances on these issues. So I'll keep waiting, but as David, you told me, don't hold your breath, don't right? Hold your breath. So I want to thank you guys again for joining us. Uh, KentuckyFamily.org. Yeah. Well, KentuckyFamily.org to get your church-friendly voter guide for the yes. upcoming election. And uh, I want to thank Randy for, for joining us. Uh, as I think even in this conversation, short as it was, you can yes. see why we were excited to, to have him and honor him for the stand yeah. that he's uh, been taking. Absolutely. So. And it was the Salt and Light Award, and I loved it. It was awesome. By the all way, right. as we close, don't forget to pray for Israel and all those in the Middle East. As you mentioned, Ann, we pray for even those who are in evil and enemies because that's what we're instructed to do, but that doesn't mean we don't stand up against them. Yeah. And so I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ. Now stay tuned for Bill Reeser and Encounter. And at 1245, my good friend Greg Horn and Hope is here. I'm Greg Williams, and as always, you're listening to The Authority of Love.